Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update for May 2nd, 2016. If you watch this on YouTube, some other venue, come on over to our website, get our get a free report, Seven Secrets to Becoming a Successful Trader, and get access to our free community and get connected with over 400 talented traders. And also, if you want to take things up a notch, try our community coaching or give yourself uh, the benefit of an, an enriching session. So uh, we have great a lot of great sessions here. We have uh, one coming up. Not this Wednesday night, but next Wednesday night, we have the second half of boosting your trading results through proper backtesting. And this section is going to focus on the performance improvement, how to perform, uh, how to improve your performance as a trader. So that's going to be a lot of fun there. And of course, we had part one last week. And if you come to this page, go into coaching, enriching sessions, you can see all our past sessions on our enriching sessions. Also, uh, we have our programs, so make sure you come in and check out those. Uh, those are going to be fun as well. So let's uh, get on with our presentation here. In this update, we cover uh, four of the trading trades from four of our various systems. We have a bearish butterfly, an M3, a rock, and a V condor. And again, we've been doing these for many, many years. And you can see past webinars on our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com. We have our community coaching session coming up this Wednesday night at 9, 9 p.m. So if you're community coaching, make sure you sign up for that. Get your questions in so that we can uh, get those answered. And as far as successful options trader of the month for this month is going to be Travis Wood. And that interview is scheduled for, uh, let's see, Thursday, May 19th at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. That's at 9 a.m. in the morning. Uh, Also, we're going to be talking with Seth this week, Thursday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Daytime. And he's going to be talking about the heart-friendly butterfly, which is a a nice trade, and he's been doing some new work on that, and he's made some modifications. And he's going to be talking about those on Thursday. Also, like uh, like I said, we have uh, May 11th, we have our enriching session, so that's going to be fun as well. And also... Uh, I don't know if, uh, how many of you know this, but we have a, another free website that we run, Financial Freedom Classroom, where we talk about all kinds of things related to financial freedom. 
we do real estate stuff, stock stuff, um, legal stuff, uh, all kinds of things like that. Anything connected with uh, personal budgets, anything connected with financial freedom, and that's financialfreedomclassroom.com. And this Thursday night, we're having a webinar with uh, on 1031 exchanges with Scott Saunders from uh, Asset Preservation Inc. So something else worth taking a look at. Of course, we, we do still have time for Trading Triangle Hawaii. If you want to jump in and join us, uh, we'd love to have you. And, uh, and the, here's the link to get that done there. So let's take a look at what's going on in the marketplace. Last week, we were bearish short term. Um, as of right now, we did get a pullback last week on Thursday and Friday. Very, very mild pullback. Um, chart patterns themselves remain extremely bullish. Um, all we did is we sank down into a support level here. We really didn't even touch the support level yet, but uh, uh, well, it depends on what you call the support level, but we're very, very close here. So the bounce towards the end of the day of Friday was not too much of a surprise. Uh, bounce this morning isn't too much of a surprise. I still think that although the chart patterns are a little bit bullish, I'm still leaning towards the market coming down a little more. But um, we shall see. Uh, just quickly take a look at some of the other indices here. If we come over to uh, the SPX, again, we got a, 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 a pullback on Thursday and Friday, came into, arguably call this level here at 2060, a support level, 2060, 2065, that's where our last gap was. That would be a very, very, uh, what we call a short-term support level that day traders are usually going to, or swing traders are going to trade off of, but I would expect us to come back down to around 2040, something a little more significant on a pullback, which is why I'm thinking that even if we get a bounce today, we're likely to still drop it back a little bit. The same thing here on the Dow. I would expect just anything normal to come down to about 17.5. So we haven't seen that. If if we really do take off from here to the upside, that's that's pretty. The market's pretty strong in that case. But um, you know, I, like I said, the small bounce is expected today. Uh, I would expect it later in the week, maybe come down, drop a little bit lower, make some newer lows here. And as far as the NDX goes, this is the only real index that came into a, a really major support level. I call this uh, this uh, 4340 area a, a pretty major support level on the NDX. The breakdown of that, you know, we saw this this early, right? If you remember, um, this index broke down first. We're saying this one here was short-term bearish. Everything else was uh, was bullish. And, uh, and this one, of course, had the biggest breakdown, came into a support level. Be interesting to see if this holds. Again, a good reason for a early week or early day bounce today at least, but we'll have to see if, it, uh, if there's any um, energy behind it. Uh, so we're kind of at a decision point here. Short term, as in today, this morning, the futures are up. That's to be expected. I would have been bullish Friday for uh, early Monday. But... Um, Later on in the week, I think we're probably going to drop a little bit more. But uh, again, that's going against the chart patterns. The chart patterns are a little bit bullish here. Okay, so as far as the trades go, we did not get um, a ton of price movement last week. So there weren't a lot of adjustments. In, actually, there was only adjustments in one trade. But I want to explain a couple of things here. So the first thing I was going to take a look at is the bearish butterfly for May. Last time this happened, 
right? We're in three thirds. We technically have um, a roll point over 1150, but because we had delta theta rolls, um, that there's a, a, a stopgap in the rules that doesn't allow you to uh, roll this trade unless we're significantly over 1150. That gives us a little bit of leeway as to how far we're over. Generally, particularly in an overextended market, I'm going to take that as uh, I want to be a little bit slow. In other words, I want confirmation before actually making this roll. And we did that the last time. When our top strike was at 1130, the market was like 1133 or something like that. And we said, well, we're just going to sit and, and let it go because the market's horrendously overextended. Um, and I, don't, I really don't want to roll it. It hurts my viability of the trade if the market reverses. I really don't want to do that. So we didn't roll the position. The market continued up. And after, the, after we were clearly over, we were like 11.37, 11.40, we finally made that roll into 11.50. It's kind of the same situation for when we, um, for this week, right? We came in here Tuesday, we were under 11.50. Wednesday, right, we're under, I'm sorry, Wednesday we were over 11.50. Tuesday we are under 11.50. Wednesday we popped over 11.50 for a day. Um, definitely, if we were overextended the last time, we're even more overextended now. So I decided to hold this for a day just to see what happened. We were still within our maximum delta guidelines. Our position looked like this. Realistically, if you get down a certain amount as well, it becomes a, um, uh, a situation where you may not necessarily um, have enough money left to maximum loss to actually adjust the thing. So we're, we're fighting those two things at the same time. So it made sense just to leave it here. And therefore, that's all I did. There were no adjustments to this trade. And, and now we're back here um, into this position here. Right. So obviously, we're taking back off to the upside today. We'll see what happens. Our goal in this trade is to exit the trade with some sort of a, a reasonable profit around the $5,000 level. If we get to that point, we're going to want to just uh, pull this thing off and move on. Right. As a matter of fact, I was saying live trades, I think midday Friday, I'd have pulled out of this at a small loss. Um, just because I don't like being in this position here, especially when the market's uh, as bullish as it is. Uh, could I show my chart when I analyze the market? I believe I was showing the chart when we were looking at the markets here. But here is here is our charts here, right? We're in a, uh, let's just look at the Russell. We're in a bull channel here. This is our primary channel, right? Our primary support area. This actually broke down on um, on Friday, which is essentially telling us that we are likely to, if we bounce here at the bottom of this channel, we're likely to hold underneath this uh, this more, we'll make this a different color. Right, we'll make this a different color. We're more likely to, to hold under the blue channel now. Now that uh, now that we've broken down, so any bounce here should stay under the blue channel. Um, whether it breaks this uh, lower channel or not, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, okay, so am I going to go? Yeah, expiration guidelines for bearish butterfly this week. Yeah, as of uh, the, as of Friday, we were in expiration guidelines, so uh, we are going to do expiration guidelines on bearish butterfly. 
uh, just a note, I closed my bearish butterfly on Thursday. It's within a few hundred dollars of my max loss. If I had uh, held until loss Friday, it would have saved me a bunch of dollars. Lesson learned. Right, right, okay. So, yeah, you could have held Friday. So that's, uh, those, those, that's the chart here. Hopefully, um, hopefully I was displaying that before. Uh, expiration guidelines start at 21 days to expiration. And realistically, I'll tell you how I look at expiration guidelines and the way that it's written in the program. Expiration guidelines, I tend to gradually go into them. So it's not like a switch where 21 days to expiration is magic. Um, it's just as you get closer, the principle, and this is what I like to, to, to get people to look at, is the principles behind things rather than saying, you know, this is a cutoff date. There's nothing magic between 22 and 21 days to expiration or 21 and 18. As a matter of fact, depending on the market conditions and what's happening on your trades, you may or may not want to go into expiration guidelines. Like, for example, if, um, if Thursday or last Wednesday happened to be um, 21 days to expiration um, and I was over my expiration guidelines, because the market was so overextended and we've got an up move and up move and up move and really not, nothing even sideways, right? It's just been continually up, continually up, continually up. We're overly due for the market to come down. So uh, I don't necessarily want to be drawn down a lot on top of the market at that point or flat delta because the likelihood of me having, say, a 30 or a 40 point move in the opposite direction is just very, very likely at that point. Right? It's not like the market's been running sideways. Had the market been running sideways for a while, then I may want to go into expiration guidelines a little earlier. Usually low volatility. You might want to go into expiration guidelines a little bit earlier. Very high volatility, we tend to maybe go a little bit later. But the principle is, as you start coming into expiration, uh, your gamma gets really, really high. So my objective in the program, right? We have an, we have an M9 trade, which is a little bit different than a bearish butterfly trade, where we don't go into expiration guidelines ever. Um, uh, the bearish butterfly trade, I'm trying to keep people who aren't used to trading high gamma positions out of high gamma positions, particularly close to expiration. In order to do that, our objective is once we start to get close to expiration is to get your money back, assuming you're down, and get out of the market. Right? So we lower the profit target number and, and then we get out. So newer traders, and I think I've said this like hundreds of times in uh, in other courses and, and in videos and on things like that, is I like to exit these when we're at the peak of the T plus zero line. And that was pretty much earlier in the day on Friday we came into here. This is where, if I, actually if I go earlier in the day, right, this is where I like to take my exit on these. It's um, realistically any market movement puts you down. So, um, you know, a lot of people are frothing at the mouth because, hey, I'm very high theta here. But the reality is your risk is just really high as well. And you're in a very high gamma position. So we like to get out. As long as the market's pushing up, I don't get too worried about it because the principle of the trade is the market pushes up, pushes up, pushes up. And then when it swings back, you make all, you make all your money, which is pretty much what happened here, right? It pushes back, pushes in, pushes in, comes back, makes all your money. As soon as we have to apply our delta theta guidelines to it and we have to roll on top of the market, that goes away, right? That goes away. And um, therefore, 
since my probabilities are away now, or my chances of, 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 um, of making a lot more, I generally tend to like to get out when I'm near the, when this, when this pullback happens is when I like to exit the trade. Normally that's going to put me up a lot of money, but because we had such a large up move, it just brought me back to near break even. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, and hopefully it helps um, just deal with some of the nuances of the position here. Usually I take the, the adjustment that gives me the worst um, results here. Seems like the rise in volatility was high compared to the size of the decline. Yeah, yeah, that's because there was, that's because you went from, right, and this is another thing that you, you learn in the markets as you, um, as you progress in, in trading and so forth is, it's not so much how much the market dropped, it's the fact that you went from a, a, um, a an environment where the general consensus is the market can't drop. Right, the market can't drop, and it certainly can't drop for more than a day. And we had two days, so it dropped more than expected. So you, so you went from an extremely complacent environment to something that's now they're a little bit scared, right? So that's just a huge shift in sentiment, right? So it's not so much the the size of the move; it's it's the shift in in, in market sentiment because now people are a little bit fearful. Well, maybe it, maybe it can drop, right? And they're going to do that. Um, is the only, is the profit target the only change in expiration guidelines? No, no. We go into a completely different trade if we fully go into them, right? So again, my thing was to gradually go into expiration guidelines, which um, essentially we're going to limit our delta down to 500 intraday, and we're going to limit our delta down to 250 plus or minus the end of the day, right? And we're going to be starting to treat things differently in expiration guidelines. So uh, things get very different there. So you know, as of today, if you looked at this position today, I technically have an adjustment point on this trade now at, um, if I took a guess at around 950, 947, 950, I'm going to have to start making some sort of an adjustment on this. And uh, if uh, at the end of the day, realistically, if we're over um, maybe 1132, we're going to be making an adjustment on this also. Actually, I'd probably go, I'd probably let it go a little bit more than that. I'd probably let it go to uh, maybe minus 350 delta before I actually made an adjustment on it. And um, that would be maybe 1136. So good chance this is actually going to be an adjustment here today. Uh, and the adjustments become more gradual too. Uh, no, the lower, the, the lower delta guidelines are, are whether you're um, one-third, two-thirds, or three-thirds, it doesn't matter. Usually what I will do, though, is you won't hit those guidelines one-third entered. So what I'll do is I'll force myself into a two-thirds enter and, uh, and then go from there. Observing the change in IV of Russell in option view, would I consider change from IV to uh, 15 to 17 large, medium, or small? Um, I don't consider it large. I, I, could, I would consider it small. Uh, it's just a, in other words, it's not, it's, the IV is certainly isn't enough for anybody to panic about. It's just simply, like I said, there's a big sentiment change. It, it, nobody was concerned with the market coming down at all. And now, and now all of a sudden they say, well, geez, maybe it can't come down. And that's all, that's all the change is. People are starting to, 
I mean, they're in all these. You have to look at what the market's doing, right, and what the people, the participants are thinking. They're trading stocks and going long because that's what they do. Uh, most of most what most of the market's doing. So um, they're going long, and everything's happy, everything's fine as long as they're bullish, as long as they think everything's going up. And I would imagine they're thinking they're going to tag onto uh, all-time highs in the SPX. So they're waiting. Just, you know, they're just piling in, waiting for the market to hit that point. And then as soon as it gets to the point where they think it's going to reverse, they have a sentiment change, they start buying puts just to protect that position in case it comes down. And that's all you saw there is people buying put protection because they're in these long positions. They're trying to preserve their profits. So no panic at all. And it's certainly not high enough to, to be a panic issue. So um, all right. So anyway, I think that's just a, just a small shift. I don't think that's anything uh, important at, at this point. Do I allow higher intraday rock delta? Oh yeah, intraday. Um, yeah, so usually with a rock trade, I'm going to, depends on how scaled in I am and whether I'm in an M3 position or I'm in a um, rock position, right? There's a difference. If I'm in an M3 position, I'm very um, hands off on that on the rock trade. If I'm in a uh, full rock position and I start pulling towards expiration, then I'm probably going to start kicking some stuff intraday with that. Not at 500 though, probably, I mean probably not at 250, probably closer to maybe 400, right, for an intraday move. And uh, okay. No, no, I don't have any uh, different expiration guidelines for the M3 and the Rock. They're all pretty much the same. Uh, it's just a bearish butterfly trade because of the high gamma that's associated with that. Hopefully, by the time you're into the Rock trade, you're used to high gamma because the Rock trade, if you're in Rock position, is a fairly high gamma position. So hopefully, you're actually kind of used to that by then, and you can have a little bit more uh, self-judgment with that type of trade. Speaking of that, uh, well, actually, let's just go to the May M3, which actually had no adjustments this week. And I'm just going to push this to our checkpoint time here. Right, this is what we looked like on the May M3 trade. Again, you know, as you, a lot of traders don't understand the M3 trade. They, they think that um, it's just always the standard configuration that we show here. It actually has many, many different configurations, many, many different things that you can do with it. And you should be trading a little bit differently close to expiration. And we go over a lot of that in some of the coaching and stuff, um, that we can do that. Please read the question I'm answering since I can't see it on your end. Yeah, okay, thanks, uh, Curtis. We will do that. And I believe I have been, but if I haven't, I apologize for that. Uh, okay, just a, a question back on the chart here. Is my new blue diagonal line, is the new blue diagonal line is your new diagonal resistance line? Yes, that is true. The old diagonal support, um, yeah, the old diagonal support, the old diagonal support becomes diagonal resistance, yeah. That's, uh, that's typically what happens in charting theory. Let's move on to, so rock trade. Right, this is the position that we were in as of Tuesday. No adjustments there. Wednesday, we did have to have up adjustments. Right, we ended up adding 
the rest of our 1160s and adding four uh, 1180s. And that brought us to a position that looks like that. Thursday, I think we had to pull a couple butterflies off. Right, and this happens in a rock trade when the, I think I, I think I talked about before, um, you know, this being just a really high gamma position, if it's in rock position, particularly if it's scaled in, uh, and the volatility's low because we just got off this really, really um, large up move, right? So we're going to start having to deal with that. So I ended up having to pull one butterfly down, very minimal adjustment here um, on the uh, on Thursday, and then on Friday, we ended up backing out of a lot more. So let's uh, go to Friday. We are over our maximum delta here Friday, and we end up pulling off the remainder of these 1180s, and that was not enough to get us to a, uh, a reasonable delta level. So what we do by guidelines here is we roll back this upper position into cat position. Generally what I do, particularly if I'm kind of borderline, is I'm going to gradually do that. So what I'm doing here is I'm starting the rollback process in cat position. And I'm going to do that by buying these 1100s as I have a delta issue and then selling off um, these 1120s. I don't want the market to get below 1100 before I sell off these 1120s. But in the in the um, as the market comes down, we're going to sell. We're going to buy these eleven. Uh, sorry, these eleven hundreds. Go into what we call a reverse rock position here, and then we'll sell out the center, just to keep our theta high. If the market stalls, but if the market doesn't stall, we're going to go into uh, into the other position there. So this is looking okay here, and that was the only trade we actually adjusted. So let's um, just show you what else we got. We have our V condor here. All right, everything is looking just fine. If we sit too long in the center, we'll have to make some adjustments there, but everything is good there. Uh, yeah, let me show the T log for the rock trade too. So that's all our May trades. That's everything we have in May. Here is our rock trade T log. Hopefully that was long enough. Okay, and that's all I have for questions for now. June trades, pretty cut and dry here. Nothing really happened. June bearish butterfly, looks like that. No adjustments. We didn't hit uh, our first adjustment point here. It's, uh, what, 1160, I think, right? 1160. So we didn't hit that point. And then we have our June M3 trade, which again, if you remember, I did not like the entry I made. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with it. Uh, I was thinking I probably should have entered, especially considering the market was a little higher, I probably should have entered here at probably the 1110 strikes. And um, I was a little vulnerable to the downside. And uh, not, what I did was within guidelines, it's perfectly fine. It's just that, uh, just as, as a, form of education. With the market that overextended, I would have preferred to be back a little bit more. But that's where we sit as of now. No adjustments there. 
And then we have our June V Condor, which again, uh, no adjustments here. So this is up slightly, just kind of sitting here in the middle of the position. We shall see how, uh, how everything works out. Uh, realistically, the June trades look perfect. The May M3 trade looks good. The May M3 and Rock, uh, it's up in the air. If we get a couple of flat days, we will be out of those. Like I said, I'm looking to exit the um, bearish butterfly, anything close to 5,000. Um, be perfectly happy to get out of that. The rock trade, we're still looking for a 20% gain in that unless we have to go back into cat position. If we go back into cat position, we're only looking for a 10% gain. So that is, um, that's what we have there. Let me look at uh, May M3T log, which I didn't show simply because we didn't make any moves, but um, we can certainly show that. This trade here started back at 10.50, so this has had <laughs> its share of roll-ups as well um, with a 100-point up move here. And uh, that's where we sit thus far. And if there are no further questions, I think that's all I have. I hope everybody has an awesome week trading, and um, yeah, we'll still see if we get a flat market for, for, for a few days and uh, get out of these May trades and move on. So have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.